Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 18. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. The outline for the book of 1 Samuel, for the entire book, the outline, 1 Samuel 1 through 7, is written about who, saints? Samuel. And 1 Samuel chapter 8 through 15 is written about who? Saul. And Saul is the first king of Israel. And 1 Samuel chapter 16 through 31 is written about who? David. David. Did you know, listen, that there are 66 chapters in the Old Testament dedicated to the life and the ministry of King David? 66 chapters about David alone in the Old Testament. David's name is mentioned more than 1,000 times in the Bible. David's name is mentioned in the scriptures more than any other Old Testament character. Abraham is mentioned in 14 chapters. Joseph is mentioned in in, uh, 11 chapters. Uh, Pardon me, 13 chapters. Jacob is mentioned in 11 chapters. Uh, Moses has 40 chapters dedicated to him. Now, I was going to do this with you tonight, but in the interest of time, I won't. I want you to do this in your own time. Here's your homework for you tonight. I want you to go home or sometime this week or in the next coming couple of weeks, and I want you to do some homework on the number 40 and Moses. The number 40 and Moses. I think you'll find it really, really interesting um, how that number 40 and Moses appears over and over. Or you might see the number 80 and Moses. Well, 80, you know, 40 times 2 is 80. Or you might see the number 120 and Moses. 3 times 40 is 120. So, you know, pictures like that, points like that, just do that in your own time. We won't go over it tonight, but Moses has 40 chapters dedicated uh, to him Alone concerning David, there is more written about David than any other human being in Scripture. Really interesting. Now, if you've been with us, you know that the book of Samuel moves us into a time of monarchy and prophetic ministry. I know that it's been some time since we've been uh, in this book, so uh, bear with me. Uh, You know that we move from a time of monarchy, meaning ruled by a king, to a time of prophetic ministry. Uh, Samuel is the last of the judges and the first of the prophets. The backdrop of Samuel is during the time of the judges, when the spiritual condition was dark and at an all-time low, so dark that God wasn't speaking to Israel. And every man was doing what was right in his own what? Eyes. You know that. Now, if you've been with us, you also know in Samuel uh, chapter 16, I want you to turn there with me, if you will. And if you've missed any of the teachings in chapters 1 through 17, you can order them through the bookstore. But we're going to jump right to 16 
and then we'll pull up uh, from chapter 16. Follow with me, if you will. Uh, The prophet Samuel was sent to anoint the next king of Israel. So Jesse gets the boys in line, and they come before the old prophet. And Eliab, uh, is he supposed to be king? Nope. Uh, Benadab, is he supposed to be king? Nope. Uh, Shammah, is he supposed to be anointed king? Nope, not him either. Look at chapter 16, verse 10. All the boys passed by Samuel, and none of them were chosen. Samuel said, Jesse, is that it? Is that all the boys? And Jesse said, well, there is one other out there taking care of the sheep, the youngest. And Samuel said, bring him in. They bring David in. David is ruddy. The word ruddy means red. Red hair uh, with bright eyes, many believe, and good looking. Uh, Chapter 16, look at verse 12, if you will, with me. The Lord said, arise and anoint him. This is the one. This is the next king of Israel. Then Samuel took a horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. Just read down, keep going with me. Uh, Anointed him in the midst of his brothers, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. But in contrast, at the same time, the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and a distressing spirit from the Lord came upon Saul. Uh, Chapter 17. Were you with me last time? Raise your hand nice and high so I can see. Okay. Then you know, if you were with me, that in chapter 17, we came upon um, one of the most well-known, familiar stories in all of the Bible. It's the story of David and who kills Goliath in the Valley of Elah. And uh, the champion uh, for the Philistines is Goliath, who comes out to fight against Israel. Goliath means, if you don't know and you don't have it written down, write this down. Goliath means heap or obstacle, heap or obstacle. Goliath is nine feet, six inches tall. And actually, when you do a study of the history of the giants, Goliath is a small giant because there are giants that are 13, 14 feet tall. Uh, The champion for the Philistines is Goliath. The champion for Israel is King Saul. He is seven feet tall and good-looking, the Bible tells us. The champion for the Christian is Jesus. Uh, Write this down. 1 Timothy 2, verse 5, For there is one God and one mediator between God and man. The man, what's his name, saints? Christ Jesus. The real champion in our story here in chapter 17 isn't Goliath. It's Jesse's youngest son, David. Look at verse 22 of chapter 17, if you will, with me, and 23. Jesse told David to take some organic bread and cheese that they had gotten from Whole Foods to his brothers who were (laughs) on the battle line. And while delivering their lunch, all of a sudden, David hears crunch, crunch, crunch. And David said, what is that? And Goliath begins to mock and taunt the people. And the Bible tells us that the men of Israel saw Goliath and they said, look at verse 24, I'm out. (laughs) Verse 26, David said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine who defies the armies of the living God? In other words, who is this guy who is an outsider of the covenant? Who is this guy who is outside the covenant? Everyone is afraid to go and fight with the giant. Verse 32 of chapter 17, David said, I'll go fight the giant. Verse 40, David took his staff in his hand. Y'all, y'all keeping up with me? 
David took his staff in his hand, and a cool, cool as a cucumber, David walks around. He selected five smooth stones, probably walking along, singing a song, looking at the stones, making sure they're smooth. When Goliath saw David, verse 43, he said, Am I a dog that you would come to me with sticks and stones to break my bones? And he cursed David by his gods. I'm working here, people. And he cursed David by his gods. Arrogance. Verse 45. David said, you come to me with a sword and a spear and a javelin, but I come to you, how? In the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel. Verse 46, this little kid said, this day the Lord delivers you in my hand, and I'm going to take that big fat head off, and I'm going to give it to the carcasses, and your head is so big they'll be eaten for weeks. That's what the kid would say. And the reason David is doing this is found in verse 46 and 47, saints that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel and that all the people will know the Lord does not save with sword or spear for what? The battle is the Lord's. And it was at that point that David took off running toward Goliath and Goliath is thinking this kid is crazy. He can't wait for me to kill him. And Goliath is running toward David and David is running all the while putting a stone in his sling and he's swinging it around and God guided that stone like a guided missile right in the forehead of Goliath, and he fell to his knees, you know the story, and fell on his face. And then verse 51, chapter 17, keep up with me, tells us David took Goliath's heavy sword and he cut off his head. Verse 57, David is talking with Saul, holding Goliath's head in his hand. (laughs) Saul probably says, uh, Would you mind putting that thing away? It's kind of hard to talk to you. It's a little distracting. That brings us to chapter 18. I've titled this sermon, Flying Spears. 1 Samuel, chapter 18, saints. We're going to read quite a bit. So stay awake, and uh, we'll come back and have some comments. 1 Samuel, chapter 18, beginning in verse 1. If you're looking at verse 1, say amen. Now when he had finished speaking to Saul, the son of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David, and David loved him as his own soul. And Saul took him that day and would not let him go go home to his father's house anymore. And then Jonathan and David made a covenant because he loved him as his own soul. And Jonathan took off his robe that was on him and gave it to David with his armor, even to his sword and his bow and his belt. So David went out wherever Saul sent him and behaved, how saints? Wisely. And Saul, you're going to see that over and over. Saul sent him over the men of war. And he was accepted in the sight of all the people and also in the sight of Saul's servants. Now it happened as they were coming home when David was returning from the slaughter of the Philistines that the women had come out of all the cities of Israel singing and dancing to meet King Saul with tambourines and with joy and with musical instruments. And so the women sang and they danced and they said, Saul, come on y'all read it with me. Saul has slain his thousands and David his ten thousands. And then Saul was very angry. And the, and, and, and the saying displeased him. And he said, they have ascribed David 10,000, and to me they've only ascribed 1,000. Now what more can he have but the kingdom? Verse 9, so Saul 
I'd circle that. I'd David from that day forward. He eyed David instead of Jesus. That's the first problem. I'm getting ahead of myself. And it happened on the next day that the distressing spirit from God came upon Saul, and he prophesied in the house. So David played music with his hand, and as at other times, but there was a spear in Saul's hand. Music in David's hands, a spear in Saul's hand? And Saul cast a spear, for he said, I will pin David to the wall. But David escaped his presence twice. Now Saul was afraid of David because the Lord was with him, but he had departed from Saul. Therefore Saul removed him from his presence and made him his captain over a thousand. And he went out and came in before the people. And David behaved wisely in all of his ways, and the Lord was with him. Therefore, when Saul saw that he behaved very wisely, he was afraid of him. But all of Israel and Judah loved David because he went out and came in before them. Saints, let's stop right there and give me your attention. At this time, David is in Saul's court. David is probably about 18 years old about this time. After David killed Goliath, Saul promoted David to head musician. David was also a part-time armor bearer and a part-time warrior. Verse 1 tells us, go ahead and look at verse 1 again. It tells us after the conversation, obviously about the battle with Goliath, when he finished speaking with Saul, the soul of Jonathan was knit to David. Now here we again meet Jonathan. Jonathan's name, name means, write it down, Yahweh. Yahweh. Now, we first meet Jonathan in chapter 14. If you were with us, you know that. The Bible tells us twice that Jonathan loved David. And there are people today, and you guys know where I'm about to go, who try and turn this into something impure, that Jonathan loved David, that Jonathan had a deep brotherly love and respect for David, and they trusted each other. And that's it. Nothing impure. And if you've been in the military in combat situations, are you listening? If you've been in the military and in combat situations, you know there's something very special. Listen to me. There's something very special about um, being in the military in a combat situation with the guys and, 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 and the men and nowadays women uh, in the military who uh, you may possibly die next to. I think of 1990 when I got orders to Saudi Arabia. And my wife and kids came to the base and they loaded us all up on a bus. And uh, then we get on a plane and they, um, they had, you know, it was nice. It was a nice plane ride and a nice plane, really nice plane. I remember that. It was a very nice plane. <laughs> <laughs> And the stewardesses were nice, and they, they gave us all, oh, they kept giving us food, and this, this is a whole big old Airbus full of, you know, Marines, and I'm Navy, I'm a Navy corpsman stationed with the Marine Corps, so I dressed like the Marines, and I looked like the Marines, and I had a high and tight, and I had hair like them back then, and uh, those are good memories. And... Uh, and, you know, we, I remember, you know, a virus came to the base and Rodney and Chanel, I, and I even have a picture even in my office. I just recently saw it, actually, 
uh, that we took before I actually got on the bus to leave. And, and um, we're on the plane, and they're giving us all this food, and they got stewardesses, and oh, it's just nice. They're giving us as much as we want. Like, hey, can we have another Coke? Sure, no problem. Oh, can we have another sandwich? Sure, no problem. I'm like, you know what? This is starting to feel like our last meal. <laughs> this is starting to feel that way. And so, and we, you know, we're about to land. They tell us we're about to land. They tell us that we need to put on, you know, our flak jackets and prepare ourselves and put our helmets on and get ready because we don't know what's happening on the ground at the time that we'll be landing. And um, um, Demetrius and Gant, Fred Gant. Demetrius, I forgot his last name, but this is 30 years ago now. Oh, 20, 23 years ago? Wow, time flies. Um, Demetrius and Fred Gant, and we actually got really, really, really close. I mean, I, I understand this. We got really close, and, and I was, you know, everywhere, you know, I used to cut hair, and I, 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 uh, I would cut hair and read my Bible pretty much is all I had to do. We were just waiting for a war to start. This was during Desert Storm. And we were just waiting for a war to start. So everybody's just hanging out doing nothing. That's what the military, that's what you do. You hang out and you do nothing and you wait to start fighting. Or get blown up and it'll be a quick fight. And uh, I mean, really. And uh, so I remember they gave me, uh, because I could cut hair, I remember writing Elvira a letter. We didn't have email and all that then. And I asked her to send me some hair clippers and, um, and a Walkman. Remember that? <laughs> and uh, remember the yellow Walkman? I said, send me hair clippers, send me Walkman. And uh, I opened up my own barbershop. They gave me like a little room. And I had my own barbershop. And then as like general, generals and brigadier generals would fly in to have meetings and so on and so forth, they would come to my barbershop. And I would talk to them, and I'd talk about the Bible. I had Christian music playing, and all I did was cut hair and read and study the Bible and have Bible studies. I had a Bible study every single day of the week. And I had 50 to 60 guys in a Bible study every single day of the week. Isn't that awesome? It was really, it was really actually a good time. And we got close, and then I wind up, because I could type fast, um, I wind up working for, I have no, none of this in the mail. Um, because I could type fast, um, I'm just chatting. It's been a few Wednesdays. Um, because I could type fast, I wind up working for the, um, the captain. And uh, like his, his, as his adjutant, you know, you would, the adjutant is the person that is in the front desk. It's the front desk secretary. And... Um, all these officials, these Saudi officials would come in in their Saudi, Saudi garments, and, and uh, I had a Game Boy, right? Because I remember I was teaching this one Saudi official guy. He was like a general or something in the Saudi army, and he had like go all down to here, you know? And I, and I'm, I was teaching him how to play Tetris. <laughs> I remember teaching him how to play Tetris, and I'm like... And I was really good at Tetris, and uh, so, and I remember just, uh, I got orders, and because I worked in the front office, all mail came to me first. I got orders. 
to leave Saudi Arabia, come back to Southern California, and then transfer to Naval Hospital, um, Naval Base in uh, the Bay Area. Where was it? Alameda. And uh, I couldn't leave. I couldn't leave. So, because I thought if I leave, um, then I just felt when we were on the plane that we were going there together and we were coming home together. And, and I thought that if, um, you know, if we're going to die here, we're going to die here together. We were together every day, all day. Bible studies, everything, all day long, every day for couple months. And I got orders, and I couldn't leave. So I put them in my drawer. And, uh, <laughs> and so I think two weeks later, two weeks later, I'm walking down the hall, and the, and the, and the captain says, Finch, uh, are you supposed to be somewhere? I went, yeah, I got a haircut down there. I got to get down right now. I knew what he was talking about. And he said, uh, you got orders? I said, yes, sir. He said, um, you will be in a Jeep at 6 a.m. in the morning on a plane headed for Rhine-Maine, Germany um, tomorrow. This was probably 6 or 7 o'clock at night. And so, yes, sir, went, packed up all my stuff. Next morning, off. Uh, the plane actually went to Spain. I stayed in Spain for uh, two or three days waiting for a hop to Germany. Uh, from Germany to Dover Air Force Base uh, in Dover, Delaware, and then uh, ultimately back uh, to California. But I do understand um, when the Bible says that Jonathan loved David. I I understand that. And I I understand it from a military perspective. And if any of you were in the military, you know that feeling too. And especially if you were in the military in a war situation, which Israel was constantly in a war situation, uh, then you know that feeling as well. Uh, Jonathan and David were a lot alike. Uh, They were both seasoned soldiers. They were both very bold. They were both men of faith. They were both men of action. More importantly, both trusted the Lord and had a real relationship with God. Look at verse 3. It tells us that their friendship was deep and their hearts were knit together, and Jonathan loved David as his own soul. Jonathan and David made a covenant, and Jonathan took off his robe and gave it to David with his armor and a sword and his belt and a bow. And Jonathan would say, according to DNA results, the throne is mine. But according to God's choice, the throne is David's. And Jonathan gives a royal robe to David to show great honor. That tells me a lot about uh, Jonathan's heart, doesn't it? Jonathan has a heart for the work of God. It doesn't matter to him who gets the credit for the work, just as long as God is glorified. Jonathan is not jealous or envious or in competition. He doesn't have an agenda. Jonathan is willing to set aside what is rightfully his for the glory of God. And Jonathan says, David, here's the royal robe that is mine by birth, but yours by divine choice or nation and God's sovereignty. Verse 5, David is accepted by the armies of Israel and all the people because David behaved himself wisely. Look at verse 14. 
David behaved himself wisely in all of his ways. Look at verse 15. Tells us when Saul saw that he behaved very wisely. Verse 30, David behaved himself wisely than all the other servants of Saul. Now, I want you to stay with me here. I want you to travel down to verse 10. Look at verse 10 and 11. It tells us that there was a spear in Saul's hand. Verse 11 tells us that Saul cast the spear, for he said, I will pin this little guy to the wall. And David escaped his presence twice. Now, we're going to deal with this in just a bit, a little bit more in depth, but I just want you to see something right now, and I want you to write down something right here. Here in chapter 18, there are actually five spears thrown at David. Five spears thrown at David. And David avoids them all. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch and Calvary Chapel Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.